Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date Sunday the 19th of February 2023. I'm in the middle of important research. The delegation at the gate. Are they with you? I work alone. These people are nothing to do with me. Doctor? Doctor? Is that you? I mean, is that really you? Ah, there you are. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs. This is Big Finish, audio books, audio drama, and this podcast, all for the love of stories. In a moment, Benji and I will be giving a shout-out to our friends across the sea at Gallifrey One, the Doctor Who convention. Following that, the Good Review Guide, known to some as the Good Review Guy, (laughs) reviews the reviews of The Lone Centurion, starring Arthur Darville as Rory the Roman. There are other options we could try. Then we go behind the scenes with the third Doctor Adventures, The Return of Joe Jones, and a fantastic opening adventure by Matt Fitton entitled Supernature, released this Thursday, the 23rd of February. I'm Matt Fitton, and I wrote Supernature. Following that, it'll be time for listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Your top quality comments via the miracle of electronic mail. In our also available segment this week, we go behind the scenes with the latest 11th Doctor Chronicles release, starring the superb, more like Matt Smith than Matt Smith himself, Jacob Dudman, as the 11th Doctor. All of Time and Space, released this Tuesday, the 21st of February. If you're writing a serial, go to the BBC. I believe they're looking for a new journey into space. Then the randomoid selectorshon will once again be delivering a random release with a 25% discount. Deftly attached to it by Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery. Here's a sneak peek as to what it might be. Professor Summerfield, I need you. Take my hand, quickly. Hey! And finally, surprisingly enough, we round off the podcast with a free 15-minute drama tease. And this week it is, of course, The Third Doctor Adventures, The Return of Joe Jones, Supernature, starring Tim Trelaw and Katie Manning. <laughs> So, Gallifrey One, we're not there. It's in LA. We're we're here. We're, we're not here. there. We're not there. No. But it's certainly. I I would say it. It sort of sits as like the the Glastonbury Festival of Doctor <laughs> Who conventions, isn't it? That's what I would. That's where I would kind of put it. Yes. Yes. And I just wanted to give a big shout out to everyone from Big Finish. There are too many people for us to mention. Obviously, we'll mention Stephen Noonan, who's there. And also Sean, the organiser, who does such an incredible job. I mean, he's been doing it for so many years. And uh, and you, if you follow him on social media, you'll just see all the uh, trials and tribulations and the difficulties of bringing a, such a, a gargantuan pantechnicon of a of an event together and it just gets better and better and bigger and bigger there's you know i think jody whittaker's there and chris chibnall yes i've heard lots of people very excited about that one apparently there was a huge line for chris chibnall yeah uh, stretching across the place 
Wow. So, you know, it's it's exciting that, that they're able to do add so many sort of different elements of the Doctor Who world from the classic series, the new series, and the Big Finish universe as well. And it's all just one part of this huge machine. Yeah, I've, I feel quite privileged, actually, you know, that you say there's a huge queue for Chris Chibnall. All I have to do is go and queue for chips at my local fish and chip shop is where i see chris chibnall <laughs> and it's That's... a huge queue <laughs> it was, that was the last time i saw him i think it was yeah we bumped into each other we both had the same idea about getting fish and chips so <laughs> yeah so there we go and we yes we had a, a really good fish and chip conversation you know the, now the hold way... on i think you you isn't that chris chibnall that you, you see down there <laughs> a different guy i should have made that joke and watch him punch me in the <laughs> face yeah. um, and of course our, our favorite first doctor of the moment uh, uh stephen noonan is there his first time at gallifrey you've never been to gallifrey have you you've done chicago i've i've never been i would love to go to gallifrey i've never had the chance maybe wow. one day one day Who maybe knows? next year for you yeah maybe next year if i if i get the chance that'd be lovely um it'd be great fun but um, it's lovely. I, I had the pre-pep talk this week with Stephen Noonan uh, <laughs> as he headed off uh, the following day to Gallifrey. And I was also in studio with um, the wonderful Alfie Shaw, who uh, who left to go to the airport from the studio. Wow. Um and actually, this is how committed people are at Big Finish, you see. Uh, he actually asked whether he could have a, uh, a link to remote listen to our recording uh, whilst he was at the airport. Oh, wow. So you can't... I don't think he actually ever connected, probably because, oh. you know, because <laughs> internet connections usually are terrible uh, when you're yeah. in these types of places. Yes, but, yes. Um, but I love, I love the idea that, you know, people care so much about the work yeah. and what we do that you wanted to get involved still and i think that's really cool but that yes was a, that left. was a good thought that was a good thought even though it didn't come to fruition <laughs> absolutely but yeah he, so he left and he's uh, he'll either be there now or or certainly nearly there uh but yeah it's very yeah, exciting yeah um i just uh, I, I can't tell uh, the people listening uh the content of the messages sent to me by stephen noonan um, but he's having a great time because uh, he's X-rated. <laughs> he's having a great time with uh, Katie Manning and uh, Tim Trelaw, who uh, uh, probably annoyingly for Tim, uh, Stephen is insisting on calling Trevor. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Trevor Trelaw. Yeah. yeah. He, um, he, he, calls, he calls me Mark uh, and he calls Mark Elstob. Uh, who you know is a mutual friend of ours, and how I got to know Stephen. He calls Mark Elstob other Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, but, what a what a wonderful what a wonderful you, mind that man has. But, and of course, you're Barry Gifford, aren't you? As far as he's Barry Bazza, yeah, yeah, that's me. And I'm Barry also Gifford. Elizabeth Spriggs as well as other Mark. <laughs> hmm. It's wonderful. I mean, in a parallel universe, this is all actually true. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder whether they'll be on stage when this podcast is released. Who knows? It will I hope be, so. It will be the final day of the convention, won't it? So, yeah. Maybe they'll stop what they're doing and just play the whole podcast to an audience. <laughs> just They'll just sit there sort of rather <laughs> awkwardly looking and listening. <laughs> well, if anyone's listening from Gallifrey One right now, I want to say, Hi there. Hi there, Gallifrey One. Well, I suppose 
Yeah. We should segue on, Nick. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, it's time now for the Good Review Guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. Ooh. And as promised, this week we're looking at The Lone Centurion. Who goes there? Tis I, friend, Sir Lancelot, covered in glory, ah, and treasure. Open the gate! Ah. From Big Finish Productions, The Lone Centurion, Volume 2. Hold the poultice on the wound. It will help combat the infection. There are other options we could try. Boy, while I admire the confidence in your medical knowledge, the fact that you believe it surpasses my own is beginning to grate. Word has reached me that a dangerous artifact has been smuggled into Camelot. What kind of object? An arcane weapon that is supposed to contain the power of a divine trickster. But advise the guards to be cautious. The box has a guardian. Some kind of magical defender? You are the centurion that guards the Pandorica. How many times? No, I'm not. And now you must decide. Which one will you pull to safety? And which one will be breathed upon by the evil dragon? I thought Camelot was meant to be at peace as long as Arthur was king. And yet, it appears Camelot is now at war. Big finish. We love stories. Right, uh, well, I, I better get going. Camelot needs me. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Centurion into the search pane at the top to find this one. First up, we made this network.com. Baz Greenland, another Baz, you see, another Barry, yeah, says yeah. Uh, The Lone Centurion Volume 2 is another win from Big Finish. <laughs> Arthur Darville effortlessly slips back into the role of Rory, backed by a strong supporting cast. In particular, the hilarious and heartfelt relationship with Hugh Skinner's Lancelot. <laughs> There's an abundance of humour, and there were numerous times I laughed out loud. <laughs> Just like that. that was, in fact, that was actually the, the exact laugh. That was a recording um, of Baz, yeah. That was, yeah, recorded on wax cylinder. Um, <laughs> credit has to be given to the writers who really deliver three sharp, funny and incredibly entertaining stories. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Baz. Uh, or Barry, however you like to be known. Uh, IndieMacUser.com, Jacob Licklider says, The Lone Centurion Camelot continues to take a spin-off with a vague guideline and centre three stories around a setting outside of the more science fiction bent stories Doctor Who typically produces. It makes for a great listen. I wonder what was coming there, Jacob, because that sounded a bit dismissive, <laughs> does it? Yeah, well, it's just vague guidelines. Yeah, you know, just some sort of, sort of, just audio series. Sort of, just sort of, you know, one of those... Well, he gives it eight yeah. out of ten. Which I, you know, I, for some people that would be a good mark. <laughs> well, I think I, I, I think rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blogtohu.com. Peter Nolan, hey. who's, uh, who was who was actually in an episode of Crossroads long ago. Oh yeah, that's says, right. Says um, yeah. it's a balance that works because whilst one of Big Finish's funniest releases in recent years, uh, Camelot, never descends into farce. The writers and cast have a lot of fun with the lazy, entitled Arthur, the sardonic and slimy Merlin, 
who finds blaming Morgan Le Fay the perfect response for anything and everything that goes wrong. And the take charge, Guinevere. But the danger feels real, and the plotting tight. Oh, tight! Ah, well, that sounds good. Thank you, Peter. Um, yeah, I d- did I tell you? I can't remember I mentioned this before that I, after watching uh, Russell T. Davis's Nolly about Noel Gordon, who starred in Crossroads, oh, yes, the famous yes, uh, yes. British TV soap, for those of you uh, listening um, overseas. <laughs> um, I suddenly saw everyone sitting in a lighthouse listening. I don't know why. Um, uh, yes, so then I went and watched some old uh, Crossroads episodes available on BritBox, and it was nowhere near as rubbish as I remembered it being. I thought the actors were valiant. I mean, valiant. You see, the problem I have with with things like Crossroads is that I've never really sat down and watched it. And I'm at that point where, like, because obviously there's so much of it out there. Yes. um, And I like to to sort of see things. Like, where do you jump on? Because, like... Yeah. Well, you have to get the box set from Network, don't you, and watch it from the beginning. It's it's every episode available. This is the thing. I don't think every episode is on there because I right. I saw a, like a picture of the DVD menu and it has there's like huge gaps in it. I don't oh. know if that's true. Can somebody write in uh, or yes. get me on Twitter at Labonge and tell me just like what is the situation with with Crossroads and how do I get involved? And yeah, that please. I mean, I was reminded of uh, storylines when I watched Nolly. I was reminded of storylines that I remembered. I wrote to Russell about it, actually, just to say, I realised that in spite of the fact that how I've been saying that Crossroads is rubbish for so many years and had no respect for Noel Gordon at all. And I think at the time kind of thought, yeah, yeah, get lost. You know, it's just she was remarkable. And and I remembered plot lines like they they actually all went to Tunisia at one point. I don't think they went to film there, or they might have done. I don't know because a bomb was discovered, an unexploded bomb was discovered. This isn't a story. This didn't actually happen. Uh, was discovered on the site of the motel, and so everyone in the motel went to live in a different country and run another motel there. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, <laughs> you know, crossroads is yeah, just madness. Talk about a reboot. Yeah, but it only lasted for a few episodes. But I don't know why they did it. I'd love to know. But I remember I can see the shot, the sort of stock shot of the the bomb being found on a building site. Or maybe that was um, Quatermass and the Pit. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) uh, good old Tony Filer. We won't won't make any of the usual jokes about your name, Tony. The Axons. Oh, damn, I did it. From walkfactor.com, Tony says... Go on, treat yourself, get The Lone Centurion Volume 2, have a brilliant laugh, and ponder where The Lone Centurion might appear next. Mm. Mm. Lovely turn of phrase, our tone. Uh, our tone. He's a good lad. Uh, Razor Devereux says, uh, from Sci-Fi Post.net, says, Arthur Darville continues to own his every man in extraordinary circumstances role. He plays all aspects of Rory's ongoing heretic quest. Oh, heroic quest. Not a heretic quest. It's a heroic <laughs> He's a quest. Heretic. Ban him. Um, <laughs> uh, the entire supporting cast is excellent as well. However, I must commend Hugh Skinner, who plays Sir Lancelot with both nuance and superb comic timing. Thank you, Big Finish. The Lone Centurion Volume 2 Camelot is truly lovely. Hopefully, there'll be a third series. 9.7 out of 10. Pretty good, pretty good. There's uh, 0.3 of an error in there somewhere, I don't know. Uh, Hugh Skinner mm. is amazing. I was thinking Hugh Skinner looks a bit like Matt Smith, actually. Sorry, I hope that's not uh, derogatory in any way, Hugh. But um, On Twitter, 
at Tom Housen 1218 says the Lone Centurion Volume 2 Camelot from At Big Finish by Alfie Shaw and uh, Tim Foley and Kate Thorman is a camp romp of an adventure and it's glorious Rory and Lancelot make a golden duo action-packed and full of humour this series continues to be a delightful surprise that's a great Twitter review isn't it that is a very nice review indeed can Justin B. Quinnick uh, top that one come we'll on Justin come out. on in Lone Centurion Volume 2 Camelot Alfie Shaw and Tim Foley and Kate Thorman deliver hilarious stories that showcase how brilliantly Big Finish does comedy Arthurian legends blended with genuine comicality is a refreshing change of pace in the Big Finish catalogue comicality I didn't, it's that I like that word, word. <laughs> and we, we all know what it means I comicality think- that yeah, I think. Let's have a look. I think comedy would do. <laughs> anyway, uh, Doctor underscore nine zero nine. This set was nothing short of amazing! Exclamation mark. Darville Skinner and Louis Niawo are sheer joys to listen to. Coupled with a fantastic uh, stories, perfectly executed. This set was by no means a chore to listen to well thank goodness I really hope we get more soon 9 out of 10 by no means a chore to listen to what a great review that is we should certainly quote that on the reviews page absolutely um there's yeah I mean it's, it's I not a chore I didn't you know. have it's, to stick pins in my eyes it's you know I mean I, I sat through it and it was you know it, it got there in the end um Melophophone says uh, <laughs> Big Finish The Lone Centurion Camelot ranks among my favourite box sets from Big Finish Just a fun romp and a great time Melophophone uh, And that's it uh, from the Good Review Guy this week Thanks Guy uh, Next time we'll be looking at reviews of Survivor's New Dawn 2 Yes, another comedy <laughs> yes, how it makes us laugh. Uh, still to come on the podcast, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Hooray! Our trip behind the scenes with the 11th Doctor Chronicles, plus the Randomoid Selectatron, completely randomly giving you a 25% discount on an audio adventure from out of the blue. What a blinder. But first, let's go behind the scenes with the return of Joe Jones. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, and I'm the director and script editor of Supernature. Well, the idea for this box set came about because we're always trying to think of doing new things. And Katie said to me that, you know, she always enjoys doing Joe Grant, but the whole thing of making her voice sound younger, she's, I suppose it's fair to say, tiring of it. And I just thought, wouldn't it be fun if the doctor went and uh, visited her later in her life because he was missing her so much in that gap between the Green Death and the Time Warrior, for those of you who know that sort of thing. I'm Matt Fitton and I wrote Supernature. Initially, I thought this was just for a one-off story, so um, I'd suggested the doctor meeting Joe as he set off towards his own fate, kind of mid-travels returning from Metabilis. Um, but Nick actually wanted to set them up uh, for a few more adventures together with this um, reunited TARDIS team. So we've actually got the third Doctor from a time in his life fairly soon after the Green Death, uh, while he's travelling alone and before he meets Sarah Jane Smith in The Time Warrior. So when I talked to Nick, I think we we knew this was going to be a very character-based, emotional 
story, bringing these two TARDIS travellers back together again after um, all this time for Joe. So I wanted to do something quite contained um, in a single location and just have it as a two-parter, just to, to bring the two of them back together so we could focus on on their relationship and the circumstances they, they both find themselves in. Oh, Doctor, I mean, it's incredible. It's you, I, I, I mean, it's you, you. Yes, Joe, it's me. The last I think my name was was Katie Manning and I've just been playing Joe Jones. You can see that Joe that is back with her doctor, but you can also see that Joe who has, you know, 13 grandchildren, now great-grandchildren if we look at the time in reality, and seven children, and has been, you know, dedicated her life with her beloved professor. Um, to feed the people of this planet, to deal with climate change. So that's in her. So you get moments where she's sort of, you know, darling sweetie and, you know, but there's a motherliness to her, which Joe had when she was young, but it's now matured into a real motherliness. Something is waking the ancient lizard brains of these birds, reviving primitive instincts from a time when there were far fewer species linked by a common ancestry. You mean dinosaurs? Quite possibly. Hello there, I'm Tim Trelaw. I'm playing the Doctor. Yeah, he's on his own now, and wherever he's been travelling, we don't know for sure. But, um, yeah, he's, he's lonely. He misses his old companion and confidant. Yeah, I've worked with Katie for a while. I've worked um, with Sadie and Daisy more recently, so it's wonderful having her back. And it's, it's the first time uh, doing it with her as at the age that Joe Grant, but now Joe Jones, would be now. So it's a, it's a new venture. Yeah, the guest cast were absolutely wonderful. Um, it's great working with such very experienced and um, versatile actors. I'm Vanda Opalinska and I'm playing Dr. Lorna Holmes. Uh, she's an old friend of um, Joe's. Uh, they've been on many adventures together. Some fantastic sounding ones by the sound of it. I love the dragon boat adventure. Um, and I think, they, I think she's got a real respect for Joe as well and knows how capable Joe is and how brilliant she is. I thought it was really beautiful because it's got such a specific sense of location. And I think it, it places you on that island with those birds so brilliantly. And the relationship between Joe and Lorna and the Doctor. And I also think what's beautiful is the fact that Joe also must have really trusted Lorna to be able to tell her about the Doctor. You know, how do you actually say to somebody you know, oh, by the way, this happened? And how, how do you broach that situation about what what you've seen and I think that moment when Joe says I actually have seen dog people I mean it's like well yeah you you have you know but how do you how do you broach that with people you know of an evening how does that come up and you know the experiences with that and it's been really good fun hasn't it I mean you know it's you spend a day laughing it's and you know pretending to try not to fall off a cliff and things like that. It's, it's fantastic, isn't it, really? Have you heard yourselves? What nonsense. My dear chap, this is science. Science fiction, more like. I'm going to the village. I'd advise against it until we know what these birds want. What they want? <laughs> They're birds. 
Just go to bigfinish.com to find this one. Type Return of Joe Jones into the search pane at the top to find this great Third Doctor box set. Out on Thursday, the 23rd of February. Meanwhile, it's time for listeners' emails. That's right, I love an email. And the beautiful thing is, like the return of Joe Jones, emails return every week. And (laughs) you can be part of these returning emails by sending in your email to podcast at bigfinish.com. I don't think Joe Jones comes back every week. (laughs) No, maybe not, maybe not. Still, great segue. Yeah, Uh, I try, I try, I try very hard. Um, We've got a first one here from uh, Irene. Uh, the subject of this one is a recasting of Blink 7? Question mark. Hi there. Hi there. Hi there. We are enormous fans of Blake 7 and delighted to have discovered all the wonderful audiobook and plane, planes and plays <laughs> from Big Finish that expands the universe and enrich the characters we have loved on the TV show. As time has passed in the real world and several of the beloved actors have passed on, including most recently the great Stephen Greif, we are wondering if Big Finish has any plans to recast those actors and continue the adventures with Blake, Travis, Avon and the gang. Thanks, Irene. Well, Irene, uh, I'll address this to all of you because you keep talking about we. Um... Thank you for the lovely things you say about uh, Blake Simpson. I would say that it's definitely no plans to do that at the moment. No, no. Yeah. Um, I know we've done it for Doctor Who. It's one of those things you just have to kind of feel when the time is right. And I don't think that there's a general feeling that the time is right for that. I hope that makes sense. I'm not sure it does, but it sort of feels like it does. Uh, Next up, Ivor Leesk writes in. uh, Subject line is Gotten. I've really upset Ivan. Uh, Ivor, sorry. <laughs> I've upset Ivor even more by getting his name <laughs> wrong. Well done, Nick. Um, he says, Nick, comma, will you stop banging on about how no one in the UK says gotten? I've said it all my life. Lots of us in Shetland do. Stop extrapolating your experience to an entire population. I've heard you say this enough times to trigger me. The helm of awe was a disgrace, by the way. I like everything else you do. Cheers, Ivor. So, The first thing is, thanks for writing in, Ivor. I really appreciate it. I think extrapolating one's experience uh, to an entire population is what most people do all the time. But the other thing to mention is that I was only kind of messing around, mate. My advice to you is, if I really annoy you, then don't listen to the podcast. Or bear in mind that I'm mostly just messing about. When I say things like that and pretend to get angry about the word gotten, I'm I'm actually not angry. I'm not really complaining about it. I'm just having a little bit of banter and nonsense. So I really am sorry if I've upset you. And of course, lots of people have... All, I think what I was moaning about is the sort of perceived influence of, of, of American uh, culture leaking into our language, which I don't know how fashionable it is to sort of want to keep the English language, you know, Robust. I know in France, for example, it's perfectly acceptable to get cross about uh, a non-French influence in the language. Um, but in this country, how do we feel about it? I don't know. I, I, I think, um, but I think I, I realise that gotten is an old English uh, word, 
and is probably retained in all parts of the UK, uh, all sorts of parts of the UK. And yeah, and I gather that you don't like the home of all because it's set in Shetland. And I think we must have got something terribly wrong, you know, from the point of view of someone who really knows about Shetland. Maybe the people who wrote the Helm of All or produced it didn't know so much. I'm, yeah. So I'd just like to say sorry that it was a disgrace. I mean, that's that's quite strong language. Anyway, but Ivor, I just want to say really sorry for upsetting you and triggering you. Yeah, but just bear in mind, don't take me seriously, really. I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you, Ivor, that if I'm really being serious about something, I will say, I'm being serious now. I'm not messing around. I'm not play acting. I'm not pretending. Uh, okay, but mostly, really, it's it's just a bit of nonsense, and I'm I'm sorry. Can't trust the word you. he says. You can't trust him. You see, <laughs> I'm very sorry I upset around. you. Anyway, well, we've got <clears throat> one last email. Finally, okay. here, uh, I love this. Says it's from H.G. Wells, um, eighteen ninety nine. <laughs> I love that so much. How iconic! And the subject is Benji as Bailden Unbound. How exciting! Uh, <laughs> hi there to Elizabeth Spriggs and Barry Gifford. <laughs> hi there. Hi there. Oh, it makes me happy. I, I, I could see myself in a parallel world, just being known as Barry and being quite happy, actually. <laughs> Bazza. Um, Bazza. All right, Baz. <laughs> we uh, when we um, into when I did the uh, Mythmakers interviews with uh, Barry Letts and Terence Sticks together, uh, Keith Barnfather and other members of the crew, myself, uh, used to call it because we we had to go back and do a second one because they had so much to say. Uh, we used to call it the Bazar and Tell, and you know, and, and Terence <laughs> thought this was quite funny. But Barry Letts, I I've, I've, I know I've said this before. Barry Letts uh, um, was sort of very amused. He said, "I'm uh, I don't really want that." nickname to take hold though um you don't you won't seriously call me Baza, will you he, 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 he didn't like it and we went oh no 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 sorry sorry barry of course not of course not he was no you know he wasn't being unreasonable he was just i i don't really like that it's fair enough isn't it? I mean, fair enough. he's not a Baza. he wasn't a Baza, was he you look at barry he was a barry there is there's not a Baza bone in his body I don't think. <laughs> a Baza um, bone in your body Terence sticks over. I could I could see him being a, a, a sort of tell and then laughing. A little yeah, bit. yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely, um, lovely men, both of them. Really, I feel so privileged to have spent you know so much time in their company. Uh, particularly well, le- legends. Well, yeah, and I kind of I took it very lightly at the time, you know, and I wish that I'd been more respectful. My one of my uh, abiding memories of Terence Dix is me. Um, saying good morning to him at a convention when we were about to go on stage and uh, me saying oh Terence you've got a bit of your breakfast on your tie mate that's, I think that's egg and you know and I thought he'd join in with the joke but he was like mortified it's like I told him he'd forgotten to put his trousers on he was like oh, oh. And, I, and I said well sorry it doesn't matter I'm sure you can just wipe it off but uh, yeah I thought oh I was just being a bit too harsh there I think I, I often chuckle at this tale when I, when I remember I remember you mentioning it before and it, off, it always makes me have a little giggle to myself. <laughs> Just imagining a little bit of egg on his tie. But the other one um, was when I was on stage and absolutely dying with, um, uh, you know, who was the lady who, who was in uh, The Time Monster? Um, Ingrid Pitt. Uh, and I was doing an interview with her that, and we won't go into this but it just was going so wrong it was going so badly and I had a little uh, a, a little earpiece where the person on the the mixing desk at the back of the hall was talking to me <laughs> and uh, they saying I've got 
I've got Terence Dix in the in the wings. He can come on and save you. And I was trying to find a way to introduce Terence. And then I could see Terence in the wings and he was looking at me and was saying, I'm here, Nick. I'm here for you. <laughs> Eventually, so he knew the score. He knew the score. Yeah. And Ingrid just suddenly had found a second wind and was talking a lot. And then she said something about sex. She said sex or something. I can't remember why she said that. And uh, the person on the uh, the earpiece said, uh, "Talking of sex, here's Terence Dix." <laughs> so I, I just hope you said it. I just like a parrot. Just said, "Talking of sex, here's Terence Dix." <laughs> and Terence came ru- running on it, rather like Wogan used to run on. You know, used to do oh, that yes. little little trot, a kind of Alan Partridge trot. And he's going, "Hey, Nick." <laughs> And he said, and then he said, well, you see, the thing is about green robots. And he was off, you know, he was, he took the panel in a, and I just sort of physically relaxed and just let him get on with it. And then afterwards, I said, thank you so much, Terry. He said, you were dying on your ass out there, Briggs. He said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he, you know, he's a pro. He's an absolute pro. He said, I really Um, felt for you when I saw you on stage with Ingrid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can say what I like about this story because uh, I'm the only one who survives it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, actually. So, yeah, well, you know, it's my it's my baby. Yeah, and Ter- Terence um, was wearing a, a an enormous yellow bow tie and a uh, a, a huge pointy pink hat. That I might <laughs> I might have made those two things up with a jacket with loads of eggs on them. Um, <laughs> Especially, <laughs> oh, do you know if I thought I would have bought him a tie that had an egg pattern on it? <laughs> with I'm sure he must be able to get ties with fried eggs on or something. 100%, yes. 100%. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Well, um, HG Wells goes yes, to say yes, this. Yes. Uh, just finished uh, the morning, noon, and night co production that was the 12th of February Big Finish podcast. <laughs> and after hearing the finest unbound multi doctor pitch we never knew we needed, I just had to get in touch. That's right, I'm talking, of course, about the Baildon, Cushing and Hartnell First Doctors in an adventure across all verses and timelines. (laughs) Can you imagine? as one whose uh, go-to re-listen, directly following every Marco Polo re-listen, <laughs> has to be the sublime old mortality starring Jeffrey Bailden and Carol Ann Ford, I've long harboured the urge to pitch the voice impersonation of a certain Barry Gifford. Yes, yes, I boy, I. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I mean, of course, the one and only Benji Clifford, I. Um, Reggie that um, as uh, the perfect voice actor to regenerate the late great Mr. Bailden's kind-hearted, less irascible, unbound first Doctor. That's a lovely story, actually. Yeah. Um, I need to have a re-listen to that because I have. It's like all those things, you know, when you have a certain kind of a soft spot for. Uh, certain actors. Yes. Like everybody yes. has those sort of things. Jeffrey Bailden is the actor that I've always had a bit of a soft spot I'd, for. I would never have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, it is true. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I've always 
Oh, well, this is this is continuing the email. I've always not that I don't adore Mark Platt. As no, I was no, about to say. Yeah. But it says I've always adored the Mark Platt interpretation of this wanderer in a multiverse in multiversal dimensions, and genuinely believe Mr. Clifford is the man to do him justice. It's terrifying. Um, <laughs> uh, whether you agree with him that instigating multi doctor contact uh, with Cushing's very human Doctor Who, that would be more. Yeah, you'd have more contact. Uh, and Hartnell's no-nonsense... <laughs> ah, yes, we must contact one another. <laughs> come, come, stand around the device. Because um, it, it would have to be some device, wouldn't it, that he's got? Yes. These yes. look like contact plates. Uh, <laughs> and Hartnell's... <laughs> and it would make a fantastic... They'd have to put their hands on it, and it would make this incredible noise. Um, he's off, Benji's off. He's, he's, he's off. I'm, ri- I'm writing the story. it as we speak. Uh, and Hartnell's no-nonsense first Doctor uh, is even feasible in this vast, undiscovered universe of ours. Please do at least give some consideration to a star turn by the multi-talented Benji Gifford. Barry Gifford. I mean Clifford. Uh, in uh, the further adventures of the original and best Unbound Doctor. You know it makes sense. Yours from the once and future H.G. <laughs> Wells, 1899. Oh, well, and well, also, H.G. Wells, they're getting into the spirit of our 60th anniversary story, Once and Future, which at Gallifrey won, the, all the supporting cast were announced. Amazing cast list. Well, uh, including David Warner's final appearance as um, the Unbound Doctor. There you go. So, yeah. really perfectly in sync with this email, I think. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you, H.G. Wells. And I never thought I'd be saying that on the Big Finish podcast. <laughs> Next week, I'll be talking to I... Jules Verne. Uh, that, that's it for this week's emails, or indeed John Wyndham. Uh, we look forward very much to reading more next week. Just time to remind you that the Randomoid Selectatron is firing up as we speak, preparing to offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Splendid value. Uh, We'll also be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of The Return of Joe Jones out this Thursday, the 23rd of February. I can never say February. I have to say February. I just, I really struggle to say February. 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 Yeah. February. February. Yeah, no no one says February anymore. They all say February. But anyway. It's funny, isn't it? It's like nuclear. No one says nuclear. They always say nuclear. No, but, but listen, I, I don't want to upset either by complaining about the way people say things, uh, because I'll no. only be joking anyway. But before all that, oh, by the way, I just thought of a brilliant uh, wheeze that every time we mention the release date of, <laughs> of a story, we should change it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to- and on uh, Wednesday the 19th of April, uh, you can get the 11th Doctor Chronicles. That's on right. Friday so the 17th of that'll be December. Winging, it, winging its way to you on the... Uh, the 13th of June. Uh, but before 1974. All that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before all that, it's time to go behind the scenes, uh, before or what, I've no idea, um, with all of time and space. I always want to say it the other way around. Uh, the latest epic adventure for the 11th Doctor Chronicles, released this Tuesday, the 21st of February, uh, really is. That's the uh, real date. That, that is the is real, the real date. date. Although, you know, you could come back and try again on the 9th of March. <laughs> Hello, my name is Alva Shaw and I am the producer of the 11th Doctor Chronicles. 
Any chance we could not explode? Oh, yeah, we'll be not exploding all the way till moon time. That's not what I meant! One of the things I like about this box as well is we're now starting to get into the era of the Doctor and Valerie having these non-directly interlinked adventures. We're sort of getting into the, the bulk of their travelling. Tim Foley has a reputation both for excellence and speed, which is very well deserved. And so I knew that in terms of getting something that we could turn around and record very quickly, Tim was one of the obvious go-to people. Uh, luckily, he was free, and luckily he had this amazing idea right up his sleeve. Like how does the Doctor stop the TARDIS exploding? We'll come back to that. Here's someone pitching the concept of Doctor Who to a theatre owner. And as soon as Tim told me that, my just... I lit up it's such a, a brilliant brilliant move and i mean there's loads of brilliant touches in this big and small the writer hums the theme tune instead of we playing the theme tune Mwah! brilliant 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 the fact that it's you know curtains up on the second act and this is the the second box in the run that's a lovely small touch it really really appealed if you're writing a serial, go to the bbc i believe they're looking for a new journey into space oh it's not multiple stories it's the one story of a travelling man and his new best friend. Hello, my name is Ellery Quest and I am the writer of All of Time and Space. Just kidding, it's Jeremy Castle. Alfie Shaw, the producer, got in touch, asked me if I could produce a story quite quickly and I said, yes, I could. Because I had this idea that had been rattling around in my head for quite a while. The idea of somebody pitching something and the pitch itself being alive. And this pitch became the Doctor and Valerie and I began to add new layers on top of this. All to do with the ideas of storytelling and heroes. And yeah, the compressed time frame meant I got to write something that was, you know, quite weird and wacky. Lots of fun emails bouncing around between myself and Alfie. And yeah, it was quite a hectic period, but it was, you know, frenetic and fruitful. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. You want it sliding across our stage and two actors to climb it. Oh, if we could flood the stage too, that'd be marvellous. Or perhaps you can sell it with some lights and haze. I think theatre is a great art form. And I was in rehearsals for my own play at the time. Um, and it, so it, it got me thinking um, what Doctor Who might look like in, in a stage version. Um, obviously, we had the ultimate adventure. I will forever curse the fact I was born too young to see it. But it's an interesting medium theatre. Ellery talks about it in the story about, you know, one that makes him feel most alive. And I don't know if anybody's listening has uh, seen a play, but there is something very magical about sitting in the same auditorium as the people who were there creating the world in front of you. So, yeah, that was fun. What year is this then? 1956? A little early for podcasts. Does the Archers exist yet? What? The Archers? It's a soap opera. And what's a soap opera? Ah, a story that never ends. My name's Jacob Dudman and I play the Doctor. Very, very happy to be back. Always happy to be back uh, with these box sets, with the lovely cast and crew that we are given. And uh, I thought today's script was wonderful. I love it when uh, Doctor Who does bonkers left field stuff that uh, is totally just not what you're expecting from a story. Um, it's the sort of story that at first seems bonkers and then you read it and then you realise that it's totally bonkers. But it's completely wonderful and it's not bonkers without making sense. It's a perfectly sort of enclosed story with lovely characters, lovely emotional moments whilst also having tremendous amount of fun and you can tell that um 
Tim Foley has things to say about writers. You know, uh, also I love the fact that it says that it's written by Ellery Quest, even though, of course, it is the wonderful Tim Foley. I, I must be dreaming. I hope not. With an imagination like yours, you could do a lot better than a dingy bedsit in Soho. I can smell the mould from here. Not exactly cosy. Well, it's funny, isn't it? One second you're in an exploding TARDIS, and then the next second you're like a puppet character and a cartoon and on a coin. Um, so, not what I saw coming whatsoever, but I think it fits in perfectly with the era, the very Moffat style of... Uh, taking something and then just scrunching up the piece of paper and just saying, no, we're not doing that. Forget your expectations. This is what we're doing. And it's still being marvellously wonderful and weird and crazy. But I think it's exactly what you need, you know, when the TARDIS explodes. There are so many Doctor Who stories. There are hundreds and hundreds, surely thousands of them. Uh, so you can't do what's the expected uh, next step. You need to go and... Uh, be bonkers. You still haven't told me what Beazle Tub is or why we need well, it. Well, it's nothing to do with a tube. Ugh, traveling with you does wonders for my vocabulary. Hopefully, for your upper body strength, too. I am Safia Inga, and I'm playing Valerie Lockwood. The cliffhanger. Oh, I mean, I'm just glad you guys brought me back in it. I could have been like Gonzo in it. I could have been, all right, we'll scrap him. Next person. Um, but I'm just obviously <laughs> really, really happy to be back. And. Um, that's what, again, what I love about this universe, that you can literally just go, ah, ah, ah. we're going to do something completely different now. Bam! And it just keeps you on your toes, and it just makes you remember that it's just fun and silly. Like, you get into all this deep stuff in Doctor Who, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's just silliness, isn't it? Fun silliness, and I love it. You won't be doing much thrashing. Uh, if things were a little more normal around here, you'd see what I was capable of. Oh, that's fighting talk. <laughs> And I love there's always this moment in Doctor Who where usually the companions sort of see all these other sides of the Doctor and they're kind of, you can see the conflict in themselves where they're like, do I like the Doctor? Like, do I like this version of the Doctor? Can I teach him something new? Because obviously he's older and he's been through it all. So, you know, it's all this different stuff. But also I love that Valerie like puts her foot down and is like, like, this is what my opinion is on it and this is how you can deal with this situation just go to bigfinish.com and type all of time and space into the search pane at the top to find this beauty yes yeah, sorry i wrote fine as in fine you know issue a fine i meant find but never mind <laughs> <laughs> yes well it's 10 i'm afraid that's 10 pounds otherwise we'll clamp your wheel imagine having to type all of time and space into the search pane that's a lot of typing isn't it just all it's a of big search yeah. pane you just, yeah you know, every single thing that ever happened in time and space into the search pane. Any, I'll stop talking. Stop talking. Well, I'll just read this, though. Any minute now, we'll be drama teasing <laughs> you with the first 15 minutes of Supernature, uh, the first adventure in this week's third Doctor release, The Return of Joe Jones. Beautifully read out there. Thanks, thanks, mate. <laughs> in the meantime, it's... Monty Python's Flying Circus, the Randomoid Selectatron, where we randomly select a big finish release and offer you a 25% discount on it. And it's here. Well, what it's is it? It's arrived. What have you got? It's actually, yeah. it's Ran at Ran's very best. It's Doctor Who, The New Adventures of Bernice Summerfield, Volume 3, The Unbound Universe. How's oh, about wow. that, eh? Wow, that's incredible. That's some magic, that is. Universe. Just typing that in, see if I can find it. There it 
The Unbound Universe. Yeah. Oh, and that's... Was this the first time that David Warner was in it? I think it would be. Great load of stories there. Look at these writers. James Goss, Guy Adams, Una McCormack, Emma Reeves. Great stuff. Here's the trailer. Am I addressing Professor Summerfield? Oh, it's a lazy Susan with you lot these days. Which one are you? Oh, you're fun. Which one am I? The wrong one. Professor Summerfield, I need you. Take my hand, quickly. Hey! Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, the new adventures of Bernie Summerfield. Professor Bernie Summerfield, archaeologist. The Doctor, intergalactic adventurer, saviour of planets, king of the universe, etc, etc. I have a card if you'd like one. Doctor, look around you. This universe is dying. Okay, so how long have we got? Until the stars grow cold, the planets crumble and every last atom is torn apart. Around about tea time. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. All are welcome to the library. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Bottoms up. Yeah, whatever. You glow, Bernice. You shine. A woman who faces death with a glass in her hand and a smile on her lips. It's wonderful. A polite word to the pursuing fighters. You can shoot at me as much as you like, but I'm faster, determined, and in a contrary mood. So, I'm not going to let you stop me now. Oh, typical doctor, never admitting you're wrong, even at the end of the universe. Big Finish. We love stories. And of course, uh, next year will be the... Was it this year? Yeah, this year is the 25th it's anniversary. this year, yeah. 25th anniversary of Big Finish. And uh, Bernice Summerfield was the first big thing we did. And, you know, Lisa Bauman, incredible. We're so grateful for her for being involved. Anyway... Uh, Moving on slightly, I just want to say that while I emailed Jackie Emery, content manager at Big Finish, to inform her for the, our random selection uh, so that she can uh, set the offer live at bigfinish.com, uh, Benji, uh, I also want to say that we've had to record this podcast a little bit later on a different day than we normally do. Um, uh, Jackie has volunteered to uh, activate her work brain on a Sunday to set this live. So it. The, oh, Jackie, the, yeah, we love she, you. She's brilliant, and and uh, so it just means that I, I don't expect her to be up at midnight doing it. So it may mean that if you're listening to this uh, podcast straight away after midnight, the Randomized Electrotron offer might not yet be live. It might take a few hours to come live. But anyway, Benji, would you like to remind people of how to get this incredible twenty five percent discount in the style of, for old times' sake, Jeffrey Bailden? How could I refuse? Well, oh yes, spirits of the night, oh Satan, Alipotenit Opera, head to bigfinish.com, and then head to the podcast page, 
And when you're on the podcast page, head down below the photo of myself and Nicholas Briggs. Click read more, head to the blurb and enter the code back up. I all one word, no spaces, no no gaps, no capital letters. Enter thy code, boy. Enter thy code and you shall receive 25% off. I There we go. How's that? Uh, I was transported. I I raised it at <laughs> wazzle, wazzle. What <laughs> wonderful imagination you have. And by by transported, I don't mean uh, sent to Australia. Anyway. No, uh, you, you were transported through time to <laughs> Hexwood Farm. Hexwood, eh? But that was the, ter- the term used for when you were sent to Australia for committing a crime back in the day. You were, you were, it was transported, <laughs> that's what they said. Anyway. Transported. Thanks, Ran. Well done. Next week's podcast, well, uh, it features uh, the good review guide is Survivors New Dawn 2 uh, one of my favourites I'm working on New Dawn 3 at the moment uh, oh, we go behind exciting. the scenes with the fourth Doctor in an Ice Warrior story called Ice Heist Ice Heist uh, and also available is Iris Wild Time Enter Wild Time an audio book which we'll give you a little preview of and also we're doing a special retro making of for Lou Guru the um, Peter Davison story yeah and uh, Kenny Smith has been interviewing uh, Gary Russell and some other folks about that story. Uh, our drama tease will be another Fourth Doctor story from the New Frontiers box set, uh, Antilia the Lost. A beautiful piece of work, actually. Really enjoyed directing that. What seems like uh, half a million years ago. Long time, long time. Well, that is, yeah. The Stone Age. <laughs> Thanks again for all of you for listening. The Big Finish podcast is presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. Nick also wrote, produced, and edited it. And both Benji and I did this for for the the love love of stories. stories. Uh, Cleverly synced up with editing. (laughs) And finally, on the Big Finish podcast, the third Doctor Adventures, The Return of Joe Jones, Supernature, by Matt Fitton.
Um... Well, they're delicious, and, um, I didn't think you'd quite manage chips. Um, I'll pass. Oh, how's the seasickness? I'm fine. Whoa. Bit rocky for them, too, isn't it? When... Oh, no, we're nearly there. I'll call Lorna. She'll give you something to quell the nausea. Always useful to have a doctor on hand. Hi, Jeff. Oh, Lorna, darling! I see you're approaching the slipway. Rough crossing. Oh, come on, this is nothing. Do you remember the dragon boat trip we had, <laughs> getting that equipment down the Mekong? <laughs> Now, hang on. You know that wasn't my fault. <laughs> well, the Isle of Wight Ferry is usually safer. Notice anything on the way? No. Well, I mean, nothing unusual. Just a few herring gulls. Well, I've someone here with more background. Come and find us in the car park. We'll fill you in on the way down. How have you been? Oh, 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 hang on. We're, we're here. Oh, see you in a mo. Now, have you got everything, Al? All I need is my phone. Oh, well, let go in your blog. Too queasy for chips. It's not a <laughs> blog. It's a podcast. And no, this is all about you, Joe Jones, eco-warrior. Another this morning, eh? A swimmer right here. Yeah, they're in the surgery. Scalp lacerations. They'll live, but they won't be going for another dip in a hurry. And those surfers at the weekend? Ambushed by magpies? Today was a falcon. I never believe it if there weren't so many reports. Must be disruption of the food supply, some change in the habitat. Well, here comes the environmental expert. Joe! Oh, 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 Lorna, darling. Oh, it's so lovely to see you. Do you mind if I record? Oh, um, this is Al Hunter, by the way. She's following me around with her phone for her podcast. Mad World. Are you subscribers? Uh, no. Yeah, my audience probably skews younger. Oh, great. Um, now, this is Lorna, uh, Dr Lorna Holmes, our medic on many an expedition. And now a GP on the Isle of Wight. Isn't that a bit, you know? Well, uh, we're none of us getting younger. I grew up here. It works for now, but I have a few more adventures in me yet. Oh, yes, haven't we all, darling? <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, uh, Malcolm. Malcolm Hollings. Malcolm's taken a special interest. Something of a birder. And a fossil hunter. Do get in. So, you're recording for your radio show? Podcast. Yeah, setting the scene, getting some local colour. <laughs> Move Juno's blanket long in the back. Sorry about all the hairs. Mind if I take the front? Not a dog person myself. No, but I have met actual dog people. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> oh, you know, I'd hoped to meet Juno. She's at home guarding the fort. Ah. So, Lorna, tell me, why have you called on Joe Jones? Well, we've, we've been up the Amazon and along the Yangtze together. <laughs> Joan Cliff has such an affinity with nature, and now she's home for a bit. Well, I thought she might be interested. 
We've heard of seagulls nicking a few chips, but this sounds more serious. Malcolm, tell them your theory. Yes, yes, Malcolm. Um, what about the fossils? Well, I reckon it's because of the lighthouse. Lighthouse? Yeah, on the south side, near Knighton. Used to be a radar station. Rumours of top-secret research. Anyway, men from the Ministry moved in a month ago. A woman from the Ministry. <laughs> and what do you think they're up to? Well, for a start, they closed our trench in the down. We had some promising finds, but they didn't want people around. Then the birds started behaving oddly, getting aggressive. And there were fish washed up, dead but not eaten. Then a couple of seals. Oh, no. And, and, and now people are getting attacked. So what is it? Killer cormorants? Well, oddly enough, it's more the inland species straying out of their habitat. If anything, they're keeping the gulls at bay. What's your plan, Joe? Collect evidence. Stake out the beach. Oh, really? No, look, if, if wildlife's under threat, there's no point in wasting any time. Rule number one, trust your local guides. Lorna and Malcolm think they know what's upsetting the biosphere. It's the research base, right? So, handcuffs and superglue. Chain yourself to the railings. Oh, really, Al? No. We'll start by having a little chat with them. I do have form with mysterious scientists. Sounds like they're going... Straight to the lighthouse. Exactly. Log Alpha 792. Project Supernature. Progress slow but steady. Targeted response encouraging. Species, genus and family parameters have been refined. Sorry, Mum. What is it, Mr Armstrong? Perimeter breach. Possible intruder inside the security cordon. If someone's jumped the fence, just say it, man. Well, it looks like they cut through. Determined, eh? Well, it was only a matter of time. Well, you know what to do. Yes, ma'am. Um, which exact protocol should we follow? Deal with them. The access is on foot, apart from their black vans. And they closed the road to the public when they shut down our dig. A total outrage. I've written to the council and our MP. Oh, a lot of good they'll be. Oh, hang on, look. Look, someone's patrolling the fence. I don't believe it. They're armed. Hey, you. Yes, you with the gun. Oh, great. Go for it, Joe. I'm recording. I'd like to speak to whoever's in charge now. Oi, oi, hang on, oh, 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 where's he going? Oh, Uh-oh, someone beat us to it. You, at the gate, turn up your recording device. It's a free country. Indeed. So we're free to activate our EMP damper. Your what? Electromagnetic pulse. It would totally fry your phone. Let's do as she says. We've got him, Mum! Mum, we've got him! Bring him over. Kindly have your grillers unhand me, madam. What? No. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I, 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 it can't be. I... I'm in the middle of important research. The delegation at the gate. Are they with you? I work alone. These people are nothing to do with me. Doctor? Doctor? Is that you? I mean, is that really you? 
My dear, I'm not sure who you think I am, but... Good grief! As I live and breathe, Joe! <laughs> Work alone, eh? Open the gate! Well, well. How are you, Mrs Jones? This is the doctor. I mean, the doctor. Who? What on earth are you doing here? And, and, and like this, and, and just like your old self. I mean, after all, all these years. Throw him out. Oh, I can't walk, you know. The oh. whole doctor. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Very touching performance, I'm sure. Now go away. Local people have a right to know what you're doing here. No, you don't. Go away and stay away. All of you. This facility is restricted. Close the gate! I can assure you I will not be staying away. I presume that my friend and her companions are here for the same reason I am. Yes, because whatever they're doing here, it's certainly disrupting the island habitat. More than that. They're interfering with nature on a fundamental level. Um, has anyone noticed? In the sky! Armstrong, we need cover. Get back inside. Save the reunion till we catch our breath, shall we? Come on, man. Up you get. The guns. I just dropped. Cracked my elbow. Luckily for us, the shots are attracting the birds' attention, which is rather odd. Oh, yes. They should be scaring them off. Look. Look, there's, a, there's another flock circling the lighthouse. We must find cover. Up the hill. There. The stone tower. Well, let's run, shall we? Come on, Joe Jones. <laughs> Angle. I told you people, this site is restricted. We need shelter. Let us in now. Come on. Oh, made it. A sturdy little tar. We call it the pepper pot. I can see why. It's like a stone rocket ship. Oh, with not much room, though. Well, hopefully we're not staying long. Just until the mischief disperses. Mischief? Oh, yes, 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 that's right. Mischief of magpies, murder of crows. And an unkindness of ravens. 
All rather appropriate in the circumstances. What about Dr. Holmes and your blogger? A podcaster. <laughs> oh, I think they got into the lighthouse. I pity the keepers of that lighthouse weren't so accommodating earlier. Hey, the birds are retreating. Well, the guns must have scared them off. Hmm. How dare they? I can't believe it, Doctor. They're using live rounds. Frost's operation must be pretty hush-hush to have armed guards. Well, it's suspicious, that's for sure. I presume that's why you're here? Yes, it is. Oh, Doctor, I mean, this is just so incredible. I mean, it's you. I mean, it's you, you. Yes, Joe. it's me, me. <laughs> this way, please. What about our friends? Can you send someone to check? Hardly the best use of ministry resources. You got yourselves into this. You're nothing to do with the MOD. Really? No. I called them last week. You believe the government would confirm the existence of classified sites? Who are you? The name's Frost. Professor? Doctor? Ms. Frost. Phones, please. What? You want shelter, you comply with our rules. This facility operates under strictest security. But it's my living. Hardly a living. 700 subscribers and a rather erratic release schedule. How do you know? I monitor all comings and goings. Security. Best do she says. Show willing. Always works best with corrupt regimes. Thank you. <laughs> when things calm down, I'll see about your colleagues. You can wait in here. Well, can we get some tea? Step inside. Make yourselves comfortable. Hey! Did she just... Oh, she did! Damn it! You can't do this! Let us out! Guess that's a no on the tea, then. <sighs> Big finish for the love of stories.